Welcome back. Very special paper keg movie, or in this case, slash ancient television uh, episode of the show. Uh, present, you have uh, three of the seven greatest robots in the world. Uh, we used to have four. Mark Blanc, recently deceased, uh, extinguished by... Uh, this is the kind of a- comedy you get. I mean, <laughs> off the cuff, he didn't rehearse that. That sounded Man. like it wasn't thought about at all. It no, it, totally off the cuff. You know, special episode. Energy is special. You know, I'd be calling this, you know, keg sal right now if I were in class. Sure. Just a special kind of energy. Uh, rest in peace, Mark Blanc. Uh, so we're going to throw it over uh, to our first host. If you if you don't know who I am, congratulations. You're better off. Uh, I am at Jonesy Gloves Beer on the Twitter. Uh, a pretty unremarkable Twitterer and the least favorite host of this Paper Cake Network you're listening to. Uh, our first host, uh, you may know him uh, as the People's Champ. Uh, you know, The Rock tried to wrestle that title from him many years ago, uh, to which he... Uh, performed a double wrist lock and uh, took word. it back. It's Dale underscore A, People's mm. Champ, VP of pretty much everything involving Paper Keg. Welcome back to your show. Feels great to be back. Uh, you know, kind of tapping the uh, the reading breaks this week, as it were. We gave our eye muscles a little exercise and <laughs> our, our our ear muscles a little exercise in. huh? Good thing too, because I uh, not I don't have paper cuts on my fingers from all the reading. I have cat bites on my fingers because I started to give my cats Prozac to uh, kind of divert the uh, the sopping piss carpet that I stomp around in. Could you cut like? Can you mash it up into their food instead uh, of like trying to well, throw it down their gullet? I'll tell you what, I'm going to start because uh, it's my third night. Three nights in a row, I'm following cats regurgitating on the floors. <laughs> so if it's not cat urine, it's regurgitation. So, so essentially, now you also pay a prescription fee to clean up your carpets every night. <laughs> right. <laughs> Aside from the uh, nature's miracle urine-removing enzyme that I pay for from Amazon Prime, I am now mm. paying for a prescription of... Uh, cat-friendly Prozac. It's probably just Prozac anything, right? I could start taking the Prozac it's probably. It's probably diluted well. Prozac. And like, what is that, like Prozac it. in oral suspension or something like that? It's Prozac and Dale Purgatory. Dale's suspension. Crawl. Dale's Crawl Prozac. Yeah. So that's where I am. Uh, people's regurge champion. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all spent tonight. Just, it's, it's, uh, Jonesy handed over to the next guy. Come on. You know, speaking of recur- uh, regurgitating greatness, uh, our next host, fresh from a new cut, mm. from mm-hmm. what I imagine is at a barber where the barber is magnificently bearded. You know, um, he's waxed in some scenario, facial wax, uh, and he he does everything with a delicate flip over the head module. Uh, of this next host. He's slim. He's the founder of the Paper Keg Radio Syndicate. And Slim, welcome back to your own show. Co-founder. You know, we're all in this together. You and we're, Dale are all e- on this together. Dale and I, I are equal partners in this endeavor. And don't forget to mention Dale when you mentioned co-founding. 
Got it. Um, but no, I, I you know Wendy at Floyd's Barbershop right down the street. She takes care of me. She didn't have a beard. With the name like Floyd's Barbershop, she didn't need a beard. No, she it doesn't. Just works. You know, she, as as much ass as I just talk, that's also the same barber that I use. Do Floyd's. you go to Wendy at Floyd's? I go to Jeff at Floyd's, uh, the that's brother of our dear name. friend Lauren. You'll have to bleep all of this out to protect the innocent. Well, Jonesy likes to, when he talks about people, he likes to talk about full names. He likes to talk <laughs> about so DMs. Numbers. He likes to talk about addresses. Just that so he really hammers home the point that he's talking about private information on a <laughs> right. podcast. If, if anything, this is like a, a honeypot of information if anybody needed to sto- go start stealing identities or something. It's, well, on the, it's on the dark web. Now these people are checking like four square check-ins to make sure they're not home so they can go rob the house. I mean, that's so how I would. thank you to Jonesy. That's how I would play it yeah, yeah i imagine you somewhere love playing on the dark web i mean the d i call it the deep web yeah um it's, you, it's know, so, you know it's you know acronistic people call it you know the the dark web but it's very it's essentially deep you know i i play on the <laughs> servers i'm on the back servers that's how i get there yeah um the old satellite servers is how i surf the deep web i'll take notes for next time well, these Definitely. are all just Google buzzwords. I just Googled deep web buzzwords, and it's just a <laughs> list came right up. <laughs> the girl with the Jonesy tattoo. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this episode, you know, typically we would do a film, uh, but instead uh, Dale wonderfully suggested we go back to the uh, origin of the uh, Pluto manga maxi series that we just completed. And we watched uh, The World's Greatest Robots, Part 1 and 2, uh, Astro Boy, uh, circa 1980, we hope. Uh, and we watched those two episodes back to back, and we have uh, opinions about those episodes. So I'll give you a brief, syn- a brief synopsis. Uh, previous to Pluto, uh, the horned robot was called Bruton, and uh, he was also established by Persia to just fight. That was his main programming. He's just a fighter. And his only program is to destroy the seven greatest uh, robots in the world who are ranked by horsepower and special skill. And uh, through the two episodes, you know, uh, I think, I believe Asher Boy ranked number three uh, behind um, Mont Blanc and Brando, possibly, Mark Blanc. Rest in peace. And uh, essentially, Astro Boy, through his bravery, which is his real skill, is able to turn the tables and bring light to Bruton. And they work together to stop a rather sudden volcanic eruption and save essentially the world. Rest in peace, those other seven robots that had to die to learn that lesson. So. Slight. Slight correction, the episodes were called The Greatest uh, Robot on Earth. Not As the, opposed uh, to the Earth, world? Not, I think not Earth's greatest, or Earth's best robots, whatever Jonesy <laughs> called it earlier. Robots are good planet, I believe, is the episode. So, you know, I'll, I'll give uh, my brief thoughts. Um, n- this was never in my wheelhouse. I think the only thing like this I used to watch was Gigantor. I don't know if you guys remember that oh, on the Sci-Fi yeah. Channel. Bigger than big, stronger than strong. I believe it's the song. Tall. Gigantor. Anyway, uh, so I was quite taken aback that every single 
piece of dialogue was a shout. Like they were just, there was at no point that someone talked in a normal tone, which I think kind of like put me off for like the first 10 to 40 minutes until it kind of like put that behind me. But I mean, I, I liked it. It was like a fun, th- it was very nostalgic. Uh, thank God, though, I read the books before I read those two episodes because I never would have picked it up if that was the source material <laughs> for wow. me. Cuts deep. And it cuts like a knife. The uh, Boy, this takes place in the 80s and we watch the English dubbed version. Man, the English dubbed version. Very dubbed. Hot. Very English Hot dubbed. mess of English voice actors that they picked for this. The guy that was chosen for the Sultan was dreadful. Just absolutely horrible, some of the voice acting in this. I considered for a moment that it was really just one man doing different intonations. That's what I thought. Because the Sultan, like, he didn't even have, like, kind of an accent. I don't know what kind of accent you'd go for there, but maybe something. And he didn't really sound evil. He sounded like just some 35-year-old white guy yelling. And he was apparently the Sultan character and i thought it was uh bonkers that pluto pluto's character was called bruton i was like well, what are they saying pluton i couldn't figure <laughs> out what they were saying half the time <laughs> and, uh and I, but i thought it was hilarious seeing the original versions of the characters like azish his original version oh, Montblanc, yeah. Montblanc, i think looked probably the, the most similar to the graphic novel version that we read but man he bit it in the first 10 seconds of being on screen yeah bit but you know obviously not the most powerful robot in the world yeah i think he's only a hundred thousand thirty five horsepower yeah only a hundred hundred thirty five thousand horsepower which is a scale somehow they they can expand to robots uh i do like the fact that gazish uh never took it upon himself to wear a shirt but wore very nice like pressed khaki pants that was a an artistic choice I was down with. The, I mean, to be fair, I think this was like the first manga ever to be exported and imported into these United States of America. So, I mean, they probably they probably got some orders up from up on high. I think I read that the the director or the, the somebody that had something to do with the English version also did some of the voices. So they're probably like a skeleton crew. They're probably getting their relatives involved to dub this thing <laughs> with what they assume is the correct words. You know, they probably had like uh, not the best in translation help back then. There's no digital. There's no email. There's no conference calls. There's probably conference calls, maybe. If this were in Disney World and they had the most advanced technology at the time, maybe. Um, yeah, the... Uh, uh, w- I w- I think they addressed this in the most recent Astro Boy movie where he like wore a shirt or he like changed his little hot pants into pants. But even how about his sister Oran didn't even wear a shirt when yeah, she was like dressed up for like part of the movie. Astro Boy. It was pretty wild. I guess maybe back then it wasn't that wild. Yeah. Was, who knows? I was, I'm trying to think of the other wild parts. <laughs> I mean, it was wild. It was very nostalgic. Like it's and it's definitely geared towards kids. It's a kid's show. But I can see how this could be impactful for a young kid watching this at the time. I mean, if this is your favorite thing and it's so popular 
around that time mm-hmm. in Japan, I mean, this thing's going to have total effect on you growing up. Yeah. How about um, Bruton being, I am a fighting robot, and he like says that a million times to Astro Boy, and he's like tasked with killing Astro Boy, but Astro Boy like saves him for some reason. He saves Bruton from near death. He's like, Astro Boy, please save me. I must tell my master. I have to kill you, but please save me. I'm about to die. Astro Boy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and... And then uh, Bruton remembers this later when he's about to kill Astro Boy and he's, he has like a change of heart. He's like, Astro Boy, you please leave. Uh, yeah, I remember you saved my life. I must kill you later, but you can leave now. And then Astro Boy's like, oh boy. And then he leaves. <laughs> but like, wh- you're still going to kill Astro Boy. Right. Like, what are you giving him these second chances for? Can, it's not a big deal. If I can interrupt for a second, you were doing like a 4,000% better job than the voice <laughs> acting that occurred in these two episodes. Yeah, yeah definitely. I am a fighting robot. <laughs> And I mean, he says that a hundred times. It's funny that, like, by the end of the episode, you they finally decided to say, I'm a fighting robot, I was programmed this way, or something. Like, at least it makes a little more sense. The, the English voice actors are probably standing around like, we have to tell, we have to tell them something. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect uh, Bora, the gigantic, you know, volcanic time bomb robot to be in it at all. Like I thought it was over, and then this the secret scientist that built Bruton is like, "Aha!" But now you must defeat Bora, and I was like, "Whoa, Bora's in this! Look out!" Mm-hmm. And how much better is Pluto? No, I'm sorry, Pluto. I had like a, half a monster in my mouth when I decided to say that. How much better is that than this? And <laughs> they're, they're, I feel like it's almost unfair to compare the two. Totally. Well, really, it, the the reason I made that comparison is how talented was the writer to be able to take this source material and extrapolate this incredible emotional story that's almost like semi-loosely based on these two mm-hmm. episodes? I mean, that is it's, next level talent. I thought it was really cool how they a lot of the book stayed faithful to this episode. Like, uh, Bruton flew in a tornado, and that's how the Pluto... Like situations would always start, and this violent tornado would start. He fought uh, Brando under the water, and that's where the fault, the fight took place in the cartoon. Completely Epsilon, under the water, he fought at night, right? Yeah, same deal. And he had those kids. He had those kids. To, to my shock, I didn't think the kids he would be like a foster parent to those kids. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was cool. And the breaking point in the two episodes because it's a two parter where he, I mean. He, like for for Pluto purposes, Adam was killed, but in the cartoon, uh, Bruton like has the gumption to say, "I'm going to let you go this time, but next time I see you, I'm definitely going to kill you." But you saved me Can the you once. Do it in the Bruton voice, though. <laughs> okay, let me see. Let me think. I was, you know, I was. Astro, I cannot possibly kill you after you and I had an interaction last time. I must go to my master. Ha ha. Ha ha. Something like that. Ha ha. I am a fighting... uh, I don't know. I can't do it. I was driving at the time, you know, so... (laughs) Driving at the the time? You had YouTube on in the middle of the steering wheel. I imagine you you have a a Ziploc bag slash duct tape rig (laughs) that just goes like below your rear view mirror. <laughs> no, I actually, it's a uh, just a phone mount 
that can, you know, twist landscape. It hangs off my air conditioner vent. Well, that is, you know. It's pretty nice. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That saddens me that <laughs> there's no, like, do-it-yourself device that you've constructed. I feel like that's still pretty good, though. I mean, it's not that good. in any way paper keg is condoning reading or watching YouTube while driving right. to no. meet the paper keg podcast deadline, you know? And we, we, yeah. I love getting the uh, surreptitious hints in the message group, like, I'll be ready for tonight, Winky Emoticon, Car Emoticon. <laughs> Winky Emoticon, Car Emoticon. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, how, I said about Jones, how about Jonesy over text uh, confirming the version that we're going to watch five times? Then the next day, <laughs> totally thinking following up, yeah. guys, I watched the wrong one. I watched the 2003 version. <laughs> right. And then I didn't it even was do like, it. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> that, that sentence even came out of Jonesy's mouth. Fantastic word, by the way. I was just, I was, yeah, I was just like, what? That's when, Listen, you, I'm that's on when vacation you mode. Shake, like, because you yeah. have, like, somebody has to speak up and tackle the issue because we're <laughs> going to be recording later, but you just don't want to. Like, you don't want to even address the issue. It's like you find out that, that an employee... The employee of yours just really muffed up, right. and you have to have the uncomfortable conversation. You know what were you thinking? Look what you did, right? You know, and as co-founders, Dale and I have to have these conversations. Yeah, it's like because All this, with I, I mean, almost perpetually. Like, there's at no time, like a week doesn't go by that I don't get admonished from management. You and know? it's just, be- I mean, we're just trying to keep like the sh- the ship going at this point. It's not like we yeah. expect perfection. We're just trying to get put something out every week. In fact, if there was so a week that just week. to read the book, I, I would imagine that we would have to separate. Yeah, our relationship would have to separate. Uh-huh. I mean, the only reason you're keeping me is that I read the books on time. Something, something to think about you know? for the future. How about the uh, Pluto ending scene where they show the the ghost visage of all the characters at the end, which was replicated in the manga? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. How about the I North, wonder... number, North number two was was in it, and he. The design was very similar as well. Mm-hmm. The butler character, I, don't, I can't remember what he was called. It was in North Number 2. It was like Mondo or something like that. Mondo. Borth, Number 4. <laughs> Borth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the 2003 remake is more serious in tone, like much more close to the plot mm-hmm. of the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wondered that too as well. Yeah, because what to, what year did Pluto come out? Actually, well, Pluto came out, I want to say it came out 2001. I want to say feel like I read 2003 myself. 2003, hmm. Because I, I, I thought I read an interview where someone was saying how it was so close to the Iraq War. Or whenever the Iraq War started, I feel like this came out right before that. Mm-hmm. Who's the history buff? Dale, when did the Iraq War start? What year? Well, it wouldn't have started until after September 2001. Thing, so, yeah. That's history. A little confirm. bit of history for you. <laughs> Dale isn't, he's only at the Korean War right now. He hasn't quite gotten his way up to, uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, to modern warfare. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm retracing steps big time. I'm, I got, I'm soaking it all up from 2003, September 9th, 2003. So, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm actually now I'm interested in seeing the 2003 animated version. Unless, unless, no, I thought maybe I re I read the Astro Boy wiki wrong. It said it featured a remake in the O three series and was the basis for a manga. So I thought maybe like I read it wrong mm. and the manga was the remake. Oh, okay. 
Hmm. Yeah. It was good though. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, I liked the the peppering in of different robots, <clears throat> and they're uh, they're definitely hammer home that they they can't break the rules. They're definitely programmed by humans. I mean, those robots got owned. How about Astro Easy. Boy's parents? I mean, they're just little dunderhead, like dunder robots. They didn't give a crap about no. anything. No, I actually, uh, while uh, the car may or may not have been moving. I went along and I watched the next episode in the uh, succession, and mm-hmm. uh, they give even less of a crap in that episode. Just really, for, yeah, as it involves a a group of thugs, robot thug robots, go around terrorizing the neighborhood and uh, thug bots. And Astro Boy's dog Jump gets beat up by this gang. Uran sick of the dog because he can't do tricks goes and gets another robot dog while while jump the dog is is bedridden classic Uran <laughs> this episode sounds so sad and this, yeah Uran is a little little uh, mean little meanie is the right. dog that got beat up real yeah. or was it a robot it's a real dog not to put down any robot emotions no you know, yeah no definitely any robots part. out there Slim always pandering to the robot crowd, the robot audience. Yeah, so the real dog gets beat up. And Uran totally writes the dog off. Like, that dog, this dog's better. This robot dog's better. He can jump, he can dance with me, everything. And this poor other dog, they can take I a mean, beating. They're, they're all robots, right? They, at, at night, this <laughs> dog, this living dog, is the only thing on watch outside of the house, starts barking when the thug robots enter the yard, Astro Boy, Super Astro Boy sleeps through the whole thing. <laughs> dog yiping, beating on his dog bowl to get their attention. Nothing. Oh, poor guy. I mean, it just doesn't... <laughs> just imagine Dale exasperated while driving and this yeah. is going on in his side eye view. Rumble I really stri- wish we sound of rumble strips in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like out and then as another instance Astro Boy's out in his yard fighting the thugs and the press helicopter shows up and takes a picture of them all and they assume Astro Boy's hanging out with them causing trouble and not fighting them. Jeez. Typical because, lib media. Yeah, exactly. Trying to Always trying to get our Zeronian. bots with Astro Boy yep. and Jump, Jump and his bro. dopey parents. Idiot I feel parents. like we just we just missed my like grade A Zeronium joke. Announced <laughs> no sold. God. Sorry, Jonesy. Yeah, sorry. Zerjonium. Gazish's uh, or Gerhardt's kind of uh, uppity accent that he had to <laughs> smoking yeah. his little pipe or whatever he was smoking. I love the fact that he could have walked anywhere but chose instead to um, instead to swing around trees and always make three or four rotations around each tree he was transported by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought uh, Hercules was like the lamest of the designs. Totally. Yeah, he was. Although like, oddly, the manga version looked like him. Like his face and the nose, mm-hmm. I felt like they looked very similar, which is an odd thing to say because 
the Hercules was definitely like a hardcore robot with just a big nose. And I don't know how he did it, but they look similar. Oh, man. Wacky. It's, it's wacky. just a hardcore robot with a nose. <laughs> and a skirt. I mean, what else can we say? I mean, we, we've said all we can. This episode is already longer than both of those episodes combined, so I feel like we've analyzed it to its full extent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've said all we can about America's finest robot dudes. Pla- I think as Jonesy called the <laughs> Planet episodes. Earth produces robots now, I believe is the episode. <laughs> One and two. Part 2000- A and part B. Circa 2003. <laughs> so next week we won't have an episode, mm. right? We're taking the week off to recover. Good. From, I think it's a good uh, move on our part. Hashtag Q316. We're getting our ducks in a row. Our affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. Could this be the last episode of Paper Cake you'll ever hear? <laughs> I can't wait till uh, Slim uh, drops the news on me in the middle of the lake this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that way you can't run anywhere right. to avoid yeah. the news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just myself underwater drown Unbu- unbuckle your vest and just <laughs> fall backward <laughs> yep well Jason forces stay tanned <laughs> stay tuned for Dale's death by lake uh, either way you win I mean you won't have to you won't be able to continue <laughs> to show that.